Good morning, fellas. Good morning, King Cod, Potter, and Phil. How are you doing, guys? Boys, boys, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. You good? Phil, you good? Andy, are you good? Are you good? Good. Yeah, buzzing. It's Friday, isn't it? Buzzing, proper buzzing. And we're on an early one, chaps. We're on an early one. We're on a 10 a.m. rather than a 2 p.m. This is like the the this this morning of the podcast world. Oh, I hope not. I hope not because it didn't end very well, though, did it? (laughs) No, no. This could be our last episode (laughs) before we get replaced ever. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine that by Dermot. Dermot's going to come on and do it for us. (laughs) Who's your mate? Oh, it's Dermot (laughs) O'Leary. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. I mean, I say I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) Good days. I'm all right. Bad days. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is it standard ops then, King Cod? It is. You know what, mate? Standard standard ops or standard potterization. That's the new one. That is the new one. Is that what it is? I just want to say thanks, guys, for uh, moving to a 10 o'clock slot today. I've got a busy day. Friday, I've got um, I've got a startup huddle meeting because of a host these startup events. We spend a bit of time helping people who are getting into the into the business community who can't either get a job or they're looking to get into business. So we we do that. So we've we're um we've got a meeting coming up at eleven o'clock and then I'm going to see a client at one o'clock on a Friday. In the golf club. In the boozer. In the No, boozer. no, at Chill Factor. No, <laughs> no, I'm a professional, you know what I mean? So going to Chill Factor seeing a new client. So yeah. On a Friday though, what am I thinking? What was I, that's why I left my job so I don't have to work on a Friday. Barely working, is it? Didn't say what the client is. Go on, what, what is the client? Can't say. Can't say. You'd have to edit it out and sign an NDA after. You're one of them corner clients, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Anyway, enough about me. Enough about me. We were, we were talking over the last couple of weeks since uh, since Jindy was on. And Jindy was amazing, wasn't he? That that whole experience, yeah, it's like proper profound conversation. He's a good looking bloke, isn't he? He's a very, very good looking bloke. He's handsome. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. some good looks yeah. as the guy. Yeah, give him that. Yeah, he's a handsome yes. man. He's an handsome man. What was that, Dave Bonkers? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a, a handsome, handsome man. <laughs> Dave Bonkers, he's a handsome man. <laughs> handsome man. Oh dear. You tell it's Friday, can't you? So we were talking since uh, yeah. since Jindy was on The Handsome Man um, about fatherhood. I think some of our conversations are really, really heavy-duty conversations and we get really deep and that's what the feedback is that we get from from our listener or listeners. And sometimes, sometimes it's easier to take the path of least resistance. And it's something you mentioned, Dave, wasn't it? It's like sometimes that's the best method. What, what, what were you thinking? When you when you said that path of least resistance, where would that come from? I mean, we talk cod, and then we talk like double cod sometimes, don't we? And we were just putting the world to rights about stuff. And I think out of the conversation came sometimes you're better off to do to do nothing or say nothing because like what's the point? And you turned the fray. You came out with the path of less resistance. I was like, oh, that's nice. I like that. I like that. And. Over the past three or four weeks, I can remember one significant occasion where if I transported myself back three or four years, I'd have literally got the tactical weaponry kit on and gone to war. And in this particular instance, we did nothing. There were four options. We reviewed, you know, there were four options on the table. 
option one was this, option two was this, option three was this, and option four was do nothing. And rather than making the decision there and then in the in the in the moment of it, we waited, thought through, and the next day and thought, do you know what? In this particular instance, what would doing any of the, the, the first three options achieve other than making us possibly feel a little bit better in the moment? Uh, but the amount of energy and negative energy that it would have taken and the outcome, which would have been probably the same as if we did nothing to a certain extent, you know what I mean? So we chose, we chose, we chose not to do, to, to do anything mm-hmm. sort of thing. So we were talking around, we, we have obviously having those conversations and you turn the frame, that's the frame, the phrase. And then I was having another conversation with, with, with Josh Josh, my my, old, my eldest lad, and he came out in this conversation, he, and he actually said, and he was, it was a conversation that he was having with Suzanne. He said, "You're just going to fight fire with fire, you know what? What?" And I'm just like, again, what's the point? You get to a point where you just go, "There's just no point in in doing anything about it." The other thing I've noticed over over the years, because I I am now quite methodical and and chilled in in what you know, in, in what I do. So now I think people, and I listen, I, I, I class myself as a good listener, but if I do say something and it's quite intent in what I'm saying, people can't handle it. They just can't handle it. So sometimes I go, what's the point? Because they won't be able to handle what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I get that. So that's where it came it's, from. Um, when quite often when I coach people, we find that people just want to go into a war. They just want to get into a battle because they want to assert themselves or they want to prove a point. And you ask that question, you know, what are your options? You know, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this, here's some other ideas. But making the decision to do nothing is a decision still. And to go, actually, what's the outcome I'm looking for? Why go to war? It is. Why it is. go full on nuclear yeah. with somebody? Because if I win that argument, I get nothing out of it. You know, this possibly happens at home in relationships. Sometimes you just want to prove a point and prove your other half wrong. But actually, she's not going to speak to you for the next week. Have you won anything just because you've proven a very small, trivial point? Do you come across this, Phil? You know, do you do you come across that with with some of the people in your life, clients, or at home? Uh, I I've always tried not to be antagonistic. So I hate getting into conflict with anyone. Uh, which has its own like downfalls, you know. Um, and there have been situations where you know, really, yeah. When I kick off, I do kick off. I mean, I do like people know when they've pissed me off. They really do, like, because I'm sort of quite, you know, quite chilled. Other than that, I'm sort of like, you know, take it. I take everything in its stride, pretty much. Uh, but then when it, when it, when it, when the shit hits the fan and someone really pisses me off. But even then, my favourite phrase in all of this is like, revenge is a dish best served cold. Like, and, and, it, and it sort of, that speaks to what Dave's saying there a bit. You know, do you want to win the battle or do you want to win the war? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, there are, there are certainly things in my life where, um, you know, I don't feel the need to win the battle. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me, I'll win the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the bubble at the minute. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and I tend to not, if I can help it, not react in the moment uh, because I, 
you know, because I don't like it anyway, but also you step away from something and you have time to process mm-hmm. and work out what's best, you know. And I, I, I guess I've never been reactive in that way. And I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm not. So I do, I, I do sort of, you know, kick back and mm. consider me options just the same as you're saying, you know, just, you know, think about the options before you press that nuclear button or, 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 because that's always my worst option anyway. Because exactly as you say, Dave, like you, you burn through all the energy and because react, you've reacted in the moment, you're not, you know, it's not very strategic. If you think about it with a business hat on, you know, it's not very strategic, Spot is it? On. You know, it's a couple of heads clash and then, and then yeah, we all walk away with some wounds and, and you know, whereas that you step, what, what, mm-hmm. what is the war that I want to win here? You know, I've, I've worked, so I'm, I'm going on now, but I've worked with people where, you know, something happens, you know, people at a more senior level than me in, in instances, you know, something happens and they react to that thing that has happened, like in the moment, leading to very mm-hmm. bad strategic decision-making and uh, you know and i've had tough conversations with people to say you know as i said before what what are we trying to gain here do we want to win this battle or do we want to win the war um and a lot of people are very reactive it's the emotion isn't it it's the emotion in a lot of situations that that makes things worse but i like what you're saying there from a strategic perspective it's like it's like a game of poker the less you say in some situations, the more you learn from that other people, person. They keep showing the card, showing the card, showing the card. Here's my card, here's my card, here's my card. And and if you've got various people in, everybody starts showing the cards. But if you're remaining calm and you're listening, then, then you've gleaned a lot of intelligence. And at that point, the decision or what you plan to do is, is more informed. Mm. It's more yeah. informed. Which gives you the potential for the best outcome for you. Mm. Yep, hundred percent. I love that. That's that's, that's exactly yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And often this comes up in in work scenarios where people are almost trying to assert themselves over each other. You know, to try and show some form of dominance. Those with a hierarchy, especially when somebody who's perceived to be less experienced or or even of a lower rank or level is actually doing something well, but they don't want them to appear yeah. to be doing well. And, you know, it's, it's it is, yeah, and, and they perceive it as a threat. And it kind of reminds me of the chimp paradox in that respect. So when people feel threatened, they fight back immediately to reassert themselves to prove that they're, like, they're alphas in that situation. But what often occurs is that, if you, as, you, as you said there, fellas, you just think about what's, you know, what's the long-term output here, what's, what's the win here? We're actually on the same side. What, what's the benefit in me proving you wrong or making you look like a dick or me, make me look better than you? What's, what, what's the benefit in that for any of us? Actually, we're on the same side and we're looking for the same outcome here. So often it's that ego that gets in the way, isn't it? And a skill that you've got there, Phil, is to, to consider the options. Some people don't have that ability. Some people perceive this threat and go, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond. Yeah, it's like pressing a pause button, isn't it? And not everybody's got the yeah. ability to do that and go, you know, like, let's have a think about it. As you know, I'm, um, I've been a big fan of martial arts all my life, and I love this, you know, particularly when you talk about 
strategy, for example. And in Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee is being threatened by someone and they're on a boat to this to this island in Hong Kong. Um, I think it's Kowloon Bay and they're going over to this mystical island in the film. An American guy says to Bruce Lee, what's your style? Uh, and Bruce Lee says, my style is the art of fighting without fighting. I, I do an accent, which is way better than the one we're doing now, but I don't upset anyone. Um, and <laughs> Don't think Honestly, you'd have to edit it out. Um, and he said, my, my, my style is the art of fighting without fighting, which is actually what's what martial arts is all about. It's not about, it's not about killing someone. It's about not getting hurt. Absolutely right. So he goes, where do you want to fight? He goes, that island. So, he, so this American guy gets in a boat and then Bruce Lee lets go of the rope and just says, see ya. And he goes off on a boat on his own. And he kind of demonstrates <laughs> that I didn't want to fight you in the first place, but I've won now because you challenged me. Um, and I suppose, I suppose I'm, the, the point I'm making is that we have to think about, do we want to get into a fight here? Is fighting the right thing to do? And, you know, you, and I think Davey said, like, you know, fighting fire with fire. Is that a good idea? You know, do, 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 would you rather just put the fire out in the first place and just get on with life? Um, have you got any examples of when that's been really helpful? I've got an example, if you want me to share that with you. It's a bit of a deep one, but I'm going to share it with you. Go, so go. Uh, just over 10 years ago, my mum died. And the family was absolutely devastated. Mum was, she brought everyone together. So we really struggled with this. What was really difficult for us to swallow is that, and she told me on my 40th birthday, she, she, I'm like, are you all right, mum? She goes, oh, I've got a stomachache. So all oh, right, no, I've been to doctors. Yeah, the doctor just says, you know, I've got, I've got an upset stomach, and he's giving me some Gaviscon. And a few months later, we found out she'd had cancer at that point. She had stomach cancer at that point, and we would obviously we we were furious that the doctor had misdiagnosed, and she'd been saying for months, I've got stomach ache. My mum's a tough cookie. She wouldn't go to the doctor with stomach ache. You know, she knows about Gaviscon, but she said, oh, the doctor said it's, it's all right. It'll go, we've just have some Gaviscon. Anyway, a few months later, she's diagnosed with cancer and it's too late. It's terminal. We're absolutely devastated and furious. And, and when she died, a lot of us were saying, wait, well, do something about this doctor because they could be going out there doing this to other people. And I was in yeah. such a bad state. I, w- I, I was mentally, emotionally, physically a wreck I'd, I'd already had a breakdown at this point and the family were like when i say family it wasn't everyone just uh, members are saying we're gonna fight this we're gonna fight it and at first we're just like yeah yeah proper angry mode about this you know you know now she's gone we need to do something about it and i got some legal advice um and the guy in the solicitor said you've got a really good case here because you've got evidence to say she went to the doctors on these on these occasions and they failed to you know to do adequate tests and had they done them in time your mum might even still be here. And that just made us like even more angry. You know, this this is unfair. This is unjust. We need to we need to do something about it. And then he said, what's the outcome you're looking for? And I couldn't answer it. I just didn't know what the outcome was. You know, we're just angry and just really, we're more than angry. We, we pissed off at life. You know, it's unfair what had happened. So after a while, I went back to, to my brothers in particular and said, I'm dropping it. And at first they weren't, they weren't having it. It was like, yeah, we need to do something about it. He said, what we're going to get is the next year, two, maybe even three years of legal battle when I'm absolutely mentally mm-hmm. fucked. I can't do this anymore. I've got no fight left in me at the moment for maybe a couple of grand compensation. And that's all we're going to get. And meanwhile, we know that this doctor is going to get covered up. It's going to get, it's going to get protected by their colleagues. 
So the best possible outcome we're going to get is a couple of grand between about 100 of us. So what is the actual point? What's what's the outcome we're looking for? And that was a tough decision to not fight and go, you know, this is the path of least resistance, but actually the path of least resistance is better for everyone in this. We can just get on with our lives now and put this down to a very, very bad experience, which is being a stoic out of our control. It's happened. And all we're doing is punishing ourselves. So that's that's my example. It's an extreme example of the path of least resistance. But I think sometimes the, the hardest decision, as we said, is to do nothing and just go, mm. what's happened has happened. We need to get on with our lives. Do, do either of you have any examples of when you've thought of, you know what, it's best just to leave it where it is? It's probably a good thing, I do, but I'm legally bound. I can't tell you. Mm. I guess I guess the three of us have probably got quite a few incidents that we'd like to talk about, but we can't. And that might be, that could be anything. Or we could do, but then the impact of having that conversation on the people, on the people, all the people that would be involved in it, it won't be good. So we are choosing in this instance the pass, the path. Of less than least resistance, <laughs> so we are doing. We are doing that. Whereas, whereas we could talk about it, and there'd be a lot of people listening to it that could go, "Holy shit! I get what you're saying there, and I get what you're saying there, and you get what you're saying there." But we possibly can't. We possibly can't, you know, because of what the potential outcome. So we're we're going through that process, what we've just spoke about, and we're choosing to actually do that. I know sometimes I worry. Not worry, but sometimes I question myself when I've chosen not to do something. Should I really have done something? You know, it, it can be very, very, very borderline for me sometimes. But I think because of the process that I spoke about that I go through, and then again, that's I think that's that's a that's a real key question that you said there, Andy, which is what what's the what outcome do I want from this? You know, mm. what do I really, really want? And to get that, is it worth it? Is it actually worth it, you know? And there are situations, don't get me wrong, where I've tried to go down the path of least resistance, but the emotion has just consumed me, you mm-hmm. know? And and, I'm, and this could be like for every hundred times something comes up, I might get, get it wrong once. But when it does, holy shit, I frighten myself because it, it's, it's like a volcano exploding. Mm-hmm. And... But that's the emotional attachment to it, you know, in that particular yeah. instant. And when you've gone through everything, you've tried and tried and tried, no, don't do this, don't do that, I'm working through this. Yeah, this is the mechanism for this. And then all of a sudden it just goes, but we're human, aren't we? We're human, you know. And also, also, it's a fine line of letting people take the piss. Sometimes, sometimes you, Sometimes you need to do, you, you know, you not follow the particular path. But then again, it's how you do it and the way that you do it. You, you know, how, how do you deliver your argument or how do you put your case forward or mm-hmm. how you, you, you've decided, right, this is the outcome I want and I want to go for that outcome. There's ways to do it though, isn't there? You, mm-hmm. you know, the, rather than going in all guns blazing, there, there, there are ways to do it. And mm. the way that I'd normally look at it is, which I do with a lot of things, is I would look at what that end goal is and just go, right, I'm not going to get there straight away. So that takes the pressure off and that takes the edge off. And I'll break it down into smaller sources and go, well, we want to go there. And there's 
10 or 15 steps to get in there. And this is where I'm starting at step one, but also accepting that I might get to step six and nothing, I'm just bin it all off. Or mm. the other steps may change. So it's never, if you choose to go for something, it isn't necessarily going to be in a straight line and it isn't going to be an overnight win. And I think if you then accept that, again, it takes the pressure off and it gives you the ability to to think as well and, and to go through the poker stages mm. and, and listen yeah. to what's going on and, and keep your cards close to your chest and, and listen, to, you know, and, and play that card when, when you're ready to play mm. it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to, but it's the way that you do it, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's something quite important in what you said there is just giving yourself time to think. And that's that's the difference between yeah. hitting the nuclear button and just thinking, what what do I need? And just observing your thoughts sometimes. And and I often recommend just writing down your options and what you're thinking and why, how do you yes. feel about it? You know, just writing down, you know, go nuclear, go ballistic, go legal, rip the red off, you know, go on social media, yeah. do nothing, yeah. and read them back and go, actually, that last one makes a lot more sense because, we you know, we, yeah. we all – you know, get through this unscathed. Yeah. Yes. But I can do it in a way which is a more calculated way of doing it. And say, for example, quietly, you know what, that really upset me, but I'm choosing to do very little about it. Can we just move on? I had a, I had a similar experience at work and, and I'm not legally bound to not talk about this. Anything to do with work. <laughs> That's fine. But mine is I'm okay to say what, I'm okay to say more, but I'm going to choose not to use people's names um, only because it serves no purpose doing it. Honestly, I, I, you know, that's the old me would have gone when I worked with this person, they said this and they did that and they were bang out of order and I want to call them out on it. Whereas now I'm like, it is well and truly in the past, but I learned important lessons from it. Despite the fact that I felt like I was being victimized or being bullied in a work environment, the best thing to do was to go, you know what, I'm walking away from that situation because and, and this was the phrase I used in an office, which didn't have any CCTV and no witnesses. This person systematically tried to pull me down in, in a work scenario saying, you're never going to get a promotion because of blah, 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 blah. And I was ready for this. And I went in with a bunch of emails going, well, this is what you sent me. So if I'm going down, you're going down with me. And we got into a proper battle. And it would have been a case of I could have lost my job and this other person could have lost their job. And I was, as you said, Dave, I was really emotional, not emotional, crying emotional, but I was shouting, I was swearing, acting completely out of character. The chimp had completely taken over that conversation and I was out of control at this point and then calmed down. And we just like paused and went, I've got it out of the system now. You know how pissed off I am. I don't like you. You don't like me. We've established that. Um, so I don't think I acted in an appropriate way which would have benefited anyone. And a few weeks later, we went on a, on a journey to see a client and I suggested, should we, should we go together, despite the fact we hate each other? Should we go together and solve this problem? Um, because ultimately, there's, there's some qualities that I like in you at work and, and some value that I can add in this relationship. So could we try and work together work using each other's strengths? We don't have to be friends. We just have to be on the same team. And by the time we came back from our clients, our relationship at work was absolutely bang on the same page all the time. And we worked really well together after. But we it could have ended up where we both left the organization because we were just we were literally getting our teams together for our war. You know, it was they were getting theirs, mm -hmm. I was getting mine. I'm thinking, what's the point of this? Because we've both got families. 
you know, we've got families and friends who depend on us. We're going to be pissed off in this battle for the next six to 12 months. You know what? I, I know I'm right here. I know I can prove it. And friends of mine are going through a similar sort of experience with a different organization. And that question is just more apparent than ever. What do you want to get out of this? Do you want to, do you want to be in a fight for the next two or three years? You know, affect your mental health so badly that it sends you to the point of, of a breakdown. Or do you want to just get on with life and go like, let's compromise? What's the win-win situation here for both of us? I'm not going to back down, but let's just be adults about it. Let's both parties agree on it. And I see this a lot, particularly when you get uh, masculinity and bravado or people acting out of character in work scenarios. You think, well, you know, who's this going to impact on? You're going to go home and have an argument with your wife and start kicking the dog and not talking to your kids because you've had a bad day at work. It's just work at the end of the day. Life is way more important. So I'm not going to use people's names or the organisation. And it's happened in multiple places that I've worked at where that, you know, where that scenario has actually happened. So there is a time when I acted well out of character and I shouldn't have done that. But we, we addressed it and we got it right. Well, I think we, we both rose. I, th I think we both, you know, both parties, you know, we didn't kiss and make up or anything. We just went, you know what, it's just not worth it, is it? We're not going to get a positive outcome out of it. There's a, there's, a, there's a similar kind of phrase, and I like this, particularly in a culture where entrepreneurs talk about crushing it. You know, you've got to work hard. You've got to work, you know, like 17-hour days. You know, you've got, you've got to, you know, you've got to put 110% in. You've got to go all in. And it's like it's exhausting just even thinking about that sometimes when you've got a life to 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 you know, to live as well. So I often read not just Stoicism, I like to read Taoism and Buddhism. Uh, Taoism in particular talks about the way. That's what, you know, if you can put a word with Taoism, it, it means the way, which is the path. It's the path that we're on, path of our life. And there, there are quite a few quotes within the Tao Te Ching, which is about that, about the path. And reading it makes you realise that we're just idiots most of the time, human beings, the human condition we have. We're just, our egos just get in the way and stop us from achieving, you know, a happy life when we're looking for a happy life. And one of the phrases that that I also like um, is Wu Wei, which is a Taoist concept. It means, it means effortless action when you're doing what you should be doing rather than fighting the system, for example, just living a happier, Definitely more content older, life. Yeah. <laughs> so now you guys are older and wiser theoretically, certainly in age. Um, <laughs> can, 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 you, can you relate to that? Can you relate to going, you know what? What's yeah, the point? Definitely. You know, what's, the, what's the bigger picture definitely. here? Sometimes, sometimes, again, another thing I think about sometimes is the fact I, I do that too much. It's a balance, isn't it? it? Because then that can come through to everything else and you become too chilled and then you don't necessarily push forward on the things you want to push forward with. But, but then again, I know a lot of things I talk about relates to like exercise, but because I'm pushing myself there, that comes through back to me everyday life that it, and, and vice versa. So, but I do worry sometimes I go, should I push that? Well, there's an opportunity there. I shouldn't have done that not being aggressive enough. Maybe that's the way to, 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 to state it, not being aggressive enough, but I don't think that's me anymore. You know, it, it's it, again, in my twenties and my thirties, I'm possibly most aggressive as in literally going at life, going at life a hundred and ten miles an hour mm -hmm. from a work, mm -hmm. a training perspective, work perspective, partying perspective. You know that invincibility 
that then ultimately took its toll. And I'm not like that now. And, you know, manana, I don't believe, I know there's, I know the saying, don't put, what is it? Don't put off what you can, till tomorrow, what you can do today or what, what, whatever that is. And I don't believe in yeah, that. Yeah. Some yeah, shit, totally, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah do that yeah. tomorrow. Or I'll worry about that mm. then. Or what are we doing about you? Yeah. You, you know, we, yeah. we'll have conversations at home and Suzanne will say, well, what about this next week? And what about that next week? And I'll be like, well, what day is it? Well, we're only on Tuesday. Mm. Let, let, we'll think about that later on in the week when we're a bit mm. nearer to it and we'll work that out then. We don't need to do it now. So, you know, so, mm. but yeah. that's the, that, again, I think we're, uh, you know, middle age is an, I think it's possibly mm. one of the best ages to be. It's, it's, I definitely feel at my most mm. peaceful, you know, even when there is, and we've had a, we've had four, yeah. eight weeks of madness at home with stuff going on. We, you know, with family, however, yeah, yeah. through the madness, because of who we are in our middle age and the way we approach stuff, we've been able to really handle it, you know, been able to, been able to handle it. But then, but then again, I know I'm digressing a bit, but the people around you, you know, I'll talk to you guys and Phil will be like, this is going on. And Andy, you'll be like, this is going on. And then I look at the way that what you're doing and you deal with stuff and I go, do you know what? Well, if they're dealing with that shit, I can crack on with this. You know, so I'm a lot, lot, lot less aggressive these days. Not as in aggressive, like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fight you. Just as in literally like tempo wise and, you know, shit will always get, shit will always get mm-hmm. over it. Some stuff there's was, a, you know, there's an image that came yeah. into my head <laughs> while we were talking about this. No, no, it's kind of like, no, it's kind of funny. It's like <laughs> that, that whole thing of being sort of middle-aged and peaceful and, you know, being relaxed into it. And the overriding image that popped into my mm. head was like, you know, when we were young, the image of a middle-aged man would be someone, you know, with unfortunate wig and clothing, contently smoking a pipe, you know, that was a middle-aged man is, the, you know, this content pipe smoker and we don't have yeah, the pipe, yeah, you yeah. know, but, and we don't have the unfortunate yeah. like hair yeah. and dress sense, we don't think, but that is a content, there is that content there, isn't there? Like even when shit, I mean, God, yeah, I mean, shit goes down, doesn't it? More shit goes down at this point in life than, than, than at any other point because more people are under stress. Because that's a you very know? good point. And maybe that's part of it. You've had so much to, I don't, you, you get, you've mm. dealt with these things in small ways. So you, you're able to sort of step back and think about the bigger picture and, and these things that feel like an immediate threat are actually mm. on the face of things, mm. not much and not worth, not worthy of, the energy and the stress and all of the disruption. So maybe it's a bit of that, you know, the, the longer you, you mm. go on, you, you, you've, you've, um, yeah, yeah. The, the monkey has been tested and the monkey has had these situations thrown at it. Uh, and you've just got better through experience, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think you're also, I think we're also a lot more selective in what actually matters, you know, Whereas in the past, mm. you'd have had a big bag of things that matter and they, they would have been big things that matter. And now you've got a lot, you're more selective, you've got rid of a lot of that. You've got less things that matter. And the things that matter are the most yeah. basic and simplest of things. You know, it's not, you, you've, you've, mm. you've simplified it all. It's not as complicated anymore. You're more content. Yeah. You know? 
I love that. I see, see what what's coming through this conversation, probably through our wisdom, is that peace and yeah. contentment is more important than yeah. happiness at some point, or proving oneself, or being seen or visible, which is which is interesting because when we're younger, as, as you said, Dave, you know, we we're going at life hard, aren't we? And sometimes we've we've probably got the physical and mental energy to do that, whereas now we're a little bit more calculated yeah. in our in our responses to things. You know, we're going, you know what? That might be the right thing to do, but it's not the time to do it right now. And the other thing which which, which occurs now more than any other time of life, and I agree that middle age is probably the best time because you've got an element of wisdom about you, but you've still got you, you know, you still got your marbles and you still got your physicality. So actually it's probably the best time of life and I, and, I, and I completely agree with that timing's got a lot to do with it I think I think we're in an overwhelming world when we're just being bombarded with everything's being overstimulated out you know whatever we see whatever we do so many decisions we've got all forms of digital notifications coming up and we've just made this really really complex and complicated world and we're not real our brains in particular they're not built for that level of overstimulation so we get overwhelmed often and what's really really good to hear is that what we're just looking for is peace and contentment that's what we're looking for yeah you know so get get our priorities right are our family safe can we pay the bills you know are we going to eat you know what? Everything else is irrelevant, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm surrounded by loved ones. I add value to the rest of the world. What else is important, you know, other than that? We can prioritise things, but we tend to get things backwards, don't we? You know, we sweat the small stuff. We get angry about things which really will be forgotten about in six months and nobody will even care about that in a year's time and people will, will have definitely forgotten about it. But we still worry about those things like it means more <laughs> than spending time with our family, for example, or going to war with people or going nuclear about an argument which, you know, will be forgotten about next week. So what's the point? So I do, th I do think the path of least resistance can serve us really well. But to your point as well, there, there are some things worth yeah. fighting for. What you know, there are some things which and I don't. I don't mean just like standing up for other people and fighting other people's battles. It's a noble cause, and if you're the right person to do it and you can make change, I'm all for that. But I do see some people getting involved in stuff that they shouldn't get involved in. It's like it doesn't serve you. You know, it, it kind of disempowers people, you know, when you stand up for them and fight other people's battles for them. I don't know. Have you, have you guys witnessed this? The things that you want to fight for as you get older, to me, aren't other people's battles per se. Uh, if you're going to use your energy, you <laughs> want to fight for a cause or champion, you know, do, I, 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 I like positive change. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I mean, that's why I've got involved in the charity I'm working with mm. and do stuff, more stuff in, in the community now than, than, than I did it early or even cared about earlier in my life because I sort of care about, you know what, what happens to people and and places and and, and that kind of thing. That's one. Of, that's the stuff I'd rather get me get me. Um, you know, my, my uh, adrenaline going about. You know, how do we make a change here? Not not even a, a big change, but an in, a change that mm. might positively impact. You know, ten people in the community. You know, to me, that's. Maybe that is a, 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 yeah, a middle-aged yeah. thing that, you know, maybe when you do want to use that energy up, it's, it's fighting a cause rather than fighting 
fighting an individual. Fighting an individual is only going to, you know, it, mm. in its truth, truest form, you know, having a fight, you know, no one comes out unless you're unless you're a boxer and you you know you might by winning you might earn uh, some dosh. But other than that, mm. what 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 is it? I don't. You know, you see younger people who are prone to scrapping, and and you go, well, what do you get out of that? Do you get like is it a sort of a notch in your sideboard? You say, well, a battered thingy. I, I mean, it doesn't. I don't get it. I've never have got it. You know, never have got it um, because it's a temporary thing, mm. and even then, you know, so you've burnt energy, you've got injured, you've created upset, you've created tension. I think the things that are worth fighting for, something like I don't know, fight does have that negative connotation. Whereas, it, you know, you fight for a cause, you it's 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 about positive energy and yeah. Of, positive contribution positive change i wonder if the word is fight because what what you're describing is where do you put your energy you know so yeah over the last few years i've done a lot more for charity because it's become important to do things for charity especially charities that have supported my family or or me so you know doing things out of my comfort zone to raise awareness for and money for these charities there's elements of fight in that because I'm fighting myself, you know, should I do this or not? Can I carry on? Is it worthwhile doing it in the first place? There's like an internal battle. But for me, that feels like I'm just applying energy mm-hmm. into something or putting energy into something which is actually a really good cause. But I suppose then you've got like, you know, fighting the power, for example, when when the masses come together to try and make a change on a bigger on a bigger scale, I think that's a that's a different type of fight. It's not an individual thing; it's a collective change, if you like. You know, we we'll, we we'll talk about the fight against climate change as as, a, as possibly one of the biggest movements globally. What's going on now, or the ones that we, we're aware of, and there's also fights against what is wrong or what's perceived to be wrong. You know, all forms of oppression and and inequality. These are fights that are worth fighting for. But the ways of doing it, you know, you know, taking to the streets and looting and setting police cars on fire probably isn't the right way of doing it. But there are better ways of doing it, you know, and the path of least resistance might be a way of doing it, you know, standing up for ourselves, having a voice. But I think we're back to your point there, Phil, about, you know, when you're younger, you know, I don't understand it. I was I was one of those guys who just I'd fight anyone for almost <laughs> any reason. And I'm not proud to say it, but I I, I believe that's almost almost a rite of passage when you're from a particular environment where you need to earn your stripes. But there's probably something else going on in your brain there because you don't know right from wrong sometimes. You don't have the ability to think and pause and go, is this the right thing to do? Do I really want to break this person's hand on my face? You know, is it what am I going to get out of it? I think also we've got this, we have to assert ourselves when you're younger because we need to fit into our tribe. You know, And I think this is going back, you know, the way we've been bred, it's in our DNA that when we're, you know, teenage boys or young men, there's something inside us where that chimp goes, you, this is your time to prove yourself. But I think that's a different thing altogether. Is, does, does that resonate with you as well, Dave, being a being a boxing kind of guy? Oh, man, back in the day, yeah. But I think that's your point is valid, isn't it? You're, and I see it, not necessarily with, with Josh now, he's a bit older, but like with Max and his mates, you know, in the school playground, you got teams of lads, and they're vying, aren't they? It's like who's who's the main guy? Who are the main mm. guys? That's in, I think that's just in the DNA, mm. isn't it? Back, you know, if we used to go back all those years to your tribe, 
that tribe needs a leader or somebody to lead it. But then the tribe needs a collective of individuals that follow the same thinking. And so, yeah, I, I totally get that. The boxing thing for me was, was the complete opposite. One of the reasons why I started the training and, and the sparring was to get rid of aggression and to become more controlled and more thought. So I did that to do the opposite. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions with boxing that, that people, a lot of the lads that do it, they think they're just, they're just what my dad would term as, as edders, but it's the, it's one of the most difficult sports in the, in, in the, in the world, man, because of what you're actually doing, mm, you know, the, the, yeah. the fitness, the control, the, the brain capacity, and then to, to be thinking about what you're doing now and what you're doing three, four, yeah. five moves down, you know, in front of you in a situation where you're in constant fight or flight because somebody's trying to trying mm. to trying to knock you out. Yeah. You know? So it, I did. I yeah. started that for the entire opposite reason. It was to stop me being in that mode. And that's what I went to do from from that side yeah. of it. But we're human, aren't we? we? You know, we're humans. It's in a lot of the stuff we talk about is in our, in our DNA, but for the three of us, we are definitely, if you look at, you know, life is that journey. If you were to map our journey, we're significantly different now, aren't we? Which is awesome. It means that we've, mm. we've been through things and we've learned, you know, and we've taken on board those learnings where some people could be in the late forties, still doing the same old shit, still battling the same old shit. You know, they've not evolved. Mm. We've evolved and we will evolve again. Yeah. Yeah. That That's interesting. I heard this uh, friend of mine was talking about this yesterday about, there's obviously a, a very good movement at the moment about the awareness of menopause and perimenopause in, in women. Obviously there's, there's a chemical change which is going on there, but it happens to guys as well. I'm not calling it menopause, but. It's the menopause. Well, that's what it's been. That's what it's been called. Carl's, but we, our, our testosterone and estrogen level starts to change. So we, you know, we start to become a little bit more mm. emotional and emotion doesn't necessarily mean just cry. Sometimes it makes us a little bit more angry and this is where midlife crisis comes in. You know, it's like, I need to do something about this and start making irrational decisions and acting out of character. But I think it's it's interesting now to that we become to know ourselves. Know thyself is, is a phrase that I think is really, really important now. Um, when you know yourself, you know what works for you. So rather than going to war with somebody or getting into a fight with somebody or a war of words or hitting social media, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to go out and go for a run. Yes. Or, yes. You know, I'm going to go on the bike or I'm, I'm going to go for a walk or something because you know what levels you out eventually. But previously we may not have had the had the, the knowledge or, or the experience to do that. I think it's one of those things that, I'm, you know, when we talk about middle age as being the best age, I, I love that. I, 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 can't, I couldn't agree more with you right now because we've still got the ability to, you know, we've got the wisdom, but we've also got the ability to do something about that wisdom as well. We've got time left to use it. So I think it's really cool that, you know, we can choose not to fight, but apply our energies and efforts in a, in a, in a different way. All of this, right, all of this, to me, everything we've talked about, like even like when Dave's talking about the boxing and sort of planning where you're going, what you're going to be doing four or five, moves down the thing, Bruce Lee letting his pal off to the island, you know, on his own kind of thing, see you later. You know, all of it's about strategy, isn't it? All of it's about strategy. It's kind of, and that's, I guess, again, it, strategy is something you do more of when you're older because you've got that wisdom. I mean, it all connects up, you know, and all the experience, all the things you've done, all the things you've done wrong, 
all the experiences mm. do give you that ability to be strategic about whatever, whether it's work or whether it's, it's something in your personal life or it's applied to the self, which and the brilliant thing there you talked about, you know, absolutely, you know, something stressing you out or you need time to think, you know, whatever mechanism you've got that gives you that, whether that's running, walking, going out, you know, training or, or sitting on the sofa doing now, you know, um, knowing yourself and knowing what yeah. actually gives you that focus that will give you that break or give you the time, the energy back, all those kind of things is, 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 is that, isn't it? You know, it's like all of this is about mm. your, your personal strategy through yeah. life, which gets better, hopefully as you progress through life. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. There's a phrase I've been using a lot recently, especially with friends who are going through a difficult time, is this too shall pass, which has been used yeah. for a long, long time. And and we, we don't really know where it comes from. You know, loads of yeah, people, I love but it. this too I shall pass it. makes more sense now than ever before because sometimes mm -hmm. you think, if I go nuclear now, what's the outcome I'm looking for? It's just not going to be pretty, is it? But knowing that I'm upset, angry, whatever, just, you know, Parents would often say, just count to 10. You know, when, you, when you, I'm, I'm going to kill him, just count to 10. And then, and actually it works because it does pass. And just like you say, you know, sitting on the sofa sometimes going, you know what? Can't be asked today because if I do it today, it's going to go wrong. You know, I, there, was, there was a phrase when I was going through some really difficult times. I was like the opposite of King Midas. Everything I touch turns to shit. So I'm not going to touch it right now. You know, when, when you're tired in the afternoon sometimes, you get that lull of like, I'm going to reply to that email now or write that content. It's not going to be good. It's just the wrong thing to do. It's the right thing to do, but there's the wrong time to do it. So this, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. So, so manana, I don't think manana is like a lazy thing. It's actually a wise thing. It's going, it's not the right time to do this right now, is it? So this too shall pass, the path of least resistance. I don't think these are, are weak phrases. Like these are not people who are, you know, can't be asked or that's for somebody else to worry about. I think what it is about, what's what's the right time to do something? What is it I'm looking to get out of this? And if I get that, will my life be any better? I think they're, they're the questions that I would often ask people to do. And, and you know, we look at exercise, maybe playing some music, going for a walk. I often recommend journaling when people are really angry. Just write down why you're pissed off, then read it back to yourself and go, actually, I'm being an idiot. Or actually... You know, I do want to do something about this. So there's loads to, to take from this path of least resistance in, in, in my world anyway. So probably worthwhile just getting some sort of a conclusion to this, to what it means, because I've been writing loads of stuff down as usual because I, I learned lots from these conversations. Phil, what comes out to you from this conversation? Um, well, it's quite interesting because before we started recording, I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I've even got any thoughts or anything to add to this. But then... We do it, and it and it becomes almost sort of quite profound in a way, you know, and and that reflection on you know the wisdom or otherwise that you've got that, that does allow you to make better decisions mm -hmm. and, and and know yourself and step away when you need to step mm -hmm. away, but have the eye on the on the you know on the bigger prize uh, down the line, and and I think it's just. It's the antithesis to, I suppose, the society we live in, where, you know, 
things are reacted to instantly on social media. Like, you know, mm. you, you've only got to look at the, mm. sort of the, 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 the news over the last couple of days in the UK about the uh, unfortunate you know, presenter. But oh my you know, word. lots of people, myself included, jump to conclusions because the pressure is to react in the moment, mm. to react to the information you're given or the situation or whatever. And that's, that, that's, that's the society we've created through uh, instant connectivity. And actually, you know, the pressure to answer that email, as you say, Andy, and actually, manana, yeah, do it tomorrow. Think about it when it's the right time to think about it. When you're not clouded by, you know, the the the, the chimp banging away or the adrenaline running through your system, all of these things lead to very bad decision making. Mm. And and you know. Wisdom says, take time and reflect and fight for the things that are really important. Mm. Have an eye on, don't seek to win the battle, seek to win the war. I, you know, that comes from, a well, the, you, you might have won the battle, but you're not going to win the war is, a, is mm. a Marvin Gaye line from Hear My Dear, which I could talk about you know, at length because it's a, as I've said to you, Andy, a fantastically uh, yeah. storied album. Um, but yeah, that mm. that really struck me. You know, you're, you're, you you might win the battle, but you're certainly not going to win the war. And and that's yeah. you know t- that takes strategy, strategy again. Yeah, Dave, what's what what are your words of wisdom from from our conversation? Or wise one. Uh, you know what, guys, I think we've covered quite a lot of it it's been again like phil said you know we we come into these conversations and they do become quite profound and, and that's what's the most enjoyable thing about doing this it's it's whether i i often describe it as my own personal therapy but i think i, mean, I think it's it's bigger than that it's like we're, we're reevaluating things and assessing current positions and everything we do is always pretty relevant to us you know we do this every two weeks even though we meet every week but we talk about something that's super relevant that's gone on, gone in our life, and so I think it's been. I think a lot of the things we've we've spoke about have been quite mm. profound to me in this, you know, on this particular pod. But I like the way that Phil described it as he summed it up with regards to the way we react to things and approach things in from a. Mm. a it's a strategic yeah. move, you know, and also what you said, Andy, and we have, you know, we've said this before, and maybe we'll do another pod on this in a bit more detail around terminology, the words that we use to describe things significantly influence that particular mm. occasion, that event or what, what's going on there, you know, in, in a major way, in a major way. Yeah. And I'd like to explore that f- further because changing the way that I would, you know, the vocabulary that I use in certain situations, I think could be hugely valuable to me. And I think it'll be a difficult thing to do, but it's sort of, I've gone, holy mm. shit, I want to talk about that more because that could yeah. have yeah. a significant yeah. impact on my life that, yeah. you know, and we, we need to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of relevance there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, I mean, I've heard lots of gems already, you know, like, Middle age is the best age. I, I agree. Peace and contentment is possibly the the ultimate aim here, isn't it? Timing means an awful lot. Um, 
But what kind of what kind of occurs to me is like, and this is very very spiritual now. I've gone that way now. Um, particularly, we talk about Taoism, for example. Life is about flow. That's what Tao is. Tao is like the flow of life. And why would you fight the flow of life? Because ev- every action has got a reaction. So yeah, you know that if you do something, something is going to happen as a consequence of your action. So why fight against things that you can't possibly win? And it's almost it's almost like we're swimming in a river and you're going downstream, whatever's going to happen. You can fight and try and swim upstream as much as you want, but ultimately you're going to end up at the bottom, bottom of that river. Why not just enjoy the journey down that river instead of battling everyone and putting all the effort in? Why not just go down the, the river together and, and just enjoy it. I'm sure there's many, many stories and analogies there. But for me, that's what yeah, life nice. is. Life is a flow. We need to be kind of flowing together in, in the same direction. And very often we want to stop each other from doing that. So, yeah, for me, it's about going with the flow is not a negative thing. It's not being passive necessarily. It's about just evaluating the situation for what it is and just getting the best outcome for all of us. So that's what I'd probably summarize with that. Dave, do you want to do you want to talk us out of the show as you as you do so professionally all the time? Awesome again, boys. Awesome, always awesome. To our listeners, we, we're accepting now that we've got more than one listener, and we have a bunch of you, which is which is class. Totally appreciate you keep coming back and listening. The stats look good, fantastic. As always, if you're liking what we're talking about, give us a like, give us a share or a comment. Uh, and if you want to get in touch for anything at all, if it's the, and, and trust me, we've had some, the odd obscure, really obscure uh, email, drop, drop us an email at uh, hello at talkingcod.com uh, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs>